0: You are listening to Draft Chaff. Coming up this week, my own Schwarzschild radius and just become a black hole of, of cringe.
1: What's our dino count at? Oh my god!
0: <laughs> we just got past it. Which is mainly worth the inclusion just because of that 1-1 one, one counters clause.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Giraffe Chat. This is episode number 180. My name is Zach. I'm one of your hosts. And joining me, as per usual, Ben Fisher. What's up, dude? Can you believe we're at 180 episodes?
0: It's crazy. 180 episodes. That is ridiculous. I mean, I was going to make a joke about doing a full 180 or something, but what's <laughs> even the joke? Like, we started out bad and now we're good? I, I, don't, I don't think that's true. That's but I think not it's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will say... uh, If you go back and listen to our first episode, we have improved the quality of the show (laughs) since the first episode. So Uh,
0: I'm not sure I physically could. I think I might cringe myself into a I I would cringe myself fully within my own Schwarzschild radius and just become a black (laughs) hole of of cringe. I'm not sure I could actually listen to more than a second without just (laughs) imploding.
1: All right. Well, uh, before we dive into our main topic this week, Of course, the usual housekeeping. Do check out the Discord if you're not already in there. It's the best place to be to chat all things MTG. Chat with us. Come say hi. Discuss your picks. Talk about your trophies. We love seeing everybody sharing their trophies over in the Trophies channel. Um, We also have our bounty boards up and going. So if you haven't checked that out, go into the Discord. Check out the bounty boards channel. There's a thread attached to basically the bounty board for each set going forward that will show you where you can post um, to claim those bounties. They're not one-offs, so just because someone else has claimed it doesn't mean you can't. We're using like a rolling tally of of points, so uh, don't be discouraged if you see somebody already got something. We want to see those in there. Um, And then, uh, yeah, we've got a limited formats forum channel in there as well for all of our limited formats going forward, so LCI is one of them. I know, Ben, you've been posting in a vintage cube forum thread over there, so... Yeah, check that out. It's a nice way for us to kind of keep the server clean and not have to archive uh, each set as we go along so we can keep them around for longer.
0: Yeah, honestly, a lot of the bounty boards have been claimed already. I I think some of them haven't been done yet. I don't think I've seen the Malia hit hit that 20 tower and wipe the board. But uh, Grim Captain turned out to be a little easier than expected. So uh, this is great data and uh, it's cool to see people posting in there. Uh, this is the part of the format where I think it's starting to settle a little bit. People are seeing what's good. Maybe the degenerates among the listenership are, are starting to try out the maybe push the boundaries a little bit. Well, you know, that, that's a that's what we're all about here. So if you do it, we want to give you packs. Uh, so definitely check out those bounty boards uh, and uh, get yourself some free packs.
1: And if you'd like to support the show directly, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash draft chaff pod. Huge. Thanks to all of our patrons who continue to support us each and every week. You guys are the absolute best and you keep us doing this. So thank you so much. Um, Big update. We have ordered the pins for our, uh, our relaunch of the Patreon. If you signed up during that two week relaunch window, uh, those pins are coming. Um, We'll have some art like photo proofs of them. So you'll see those ahead of them actually, uh, being sent out to you, but just as a heads up, uh, they are coming. So very cool. We're really excited about those. I know we're also in talks with our artists now on the new draft Chaff hero stickers for mm-hmm. the upcoming draft Chaff hero for LCI. So if you're interested in getting your hands on one of those completely custom, uh, draft Chaff hero stickers, that is not a limited time thing. Join the discord. You won't get old ones if you join after the fact, but you will get one every set for, as long as we've got patrons <laughs> who are supporting that <laughs>
0: tier Uh um, maybe uh maybe I could post some of the like early sketches. Uh, although we haven't announced the draft chaff hero for this set yet. We have not yet. I and remember, uh, it's not just like the most winning uncommon or common or something. Uh it, it's one that kind of fits our brand, fits our vibe, one that we think is really just the unsung hero of the draft chaff pile. So uh go ahead and and in in Discord, I'm kind of curious, maybe in gen or something, just uh let us know. What do you think the draft shaft hero for uh, L- L- uh, LCI is going to be? I-, I think people are going to get this one wrong. I don't think they're going to see it I, I agree. Yeah. Um, but we also have different perks over there as well as,
1: you know, including things like shout outs, uh, personal videos from Ben and I, uh, sort of draft doctor kind of helping you guys out with your drafts and different picks and such like that on a more personal basis. Of course, drafting the draft shaft cube and um, and a handful of other things and then of course all of the funding that is coming through the patreon you are trying to put back into the show through things like the bounty boards will increase sort of the prize support there uh, and various other methods um, whether that be like an editor for the show or things like that to make us make it so that we can get more content out to you as well so thank you so much for your support over there again we really appreciate it you can check that out at patreon.com forward slash draft pod All right. Now we haven't mentioned what the main topic is this week, but we're going to skip our crack draft type thing because our main topic is our LCI live draft. So we're going to jump in. We'll do a full draft. Now before the show, Ben and I were talking about whether or not to do a quick or premier draft and we've decided on premier. Why
0: was that Ben? Uh, well there's a little bit of nonsense going on with quick draft right now. So with LCI quick draft, I can actually pull up the stats. Uh, We're noticing a little bit of a trend. It's up on the screen right now. Anyone watching on YouTube or uh, watching on Spotify video or any other type of video can see. Uh, What are you noticing a lot of, Zach? I know you're colorblind, so maybe this isn't a fair question to ask (laughs) you, but uh, do you notice any patterns? Well, luckily,
1: the mana symbols in MTG are usually not very difficult for me to decipher. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of blue, a lot of red, and then ancillarily Oh, that's not really a word, but a lot of white as well. So it looks like the red blue is really pushing it in quick draft, and then the the other kind of just guy combinations of colors are also doing quite well. There's occasionally black popping in there, a little bit of green mm-hmm. here and there, but for the most part, it seems predominantly red blue in quick draft. And um, we kind of want to give you like a draft
0: that's interesting and and not just on rails. So <laughs> yeah, uh, Premier yeah. it is. I'm looking to see how far down I have to scroll before I find a, bl- a blue green deck. I did actually find one, but it was splashing red and white. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> I don't think that counts. Uh, not I'm quite. like halfway down the page right now. I don't see a single blue green. Oh, there's one finally. Uh, anywho. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have done a couple of the quick drafts. I gotta say it's not the most interesting format. If you want to grind up some gems, hop in there. This is data, right? Uh, The bots are clearly soft to the Jeskai colors right now. Artifacts is the main vector in there. Kind of beat down. Blue-white tends to be a little more reactive. I found that the Master's Guide mural is actually really strong if you can support it properly. So maybe those blue-white decks supported by that are going more to the late game. But in any case, uh, you're free to grind up as many quick draft gems as you want. We want to get a little more authentic set experience, so uh, I think we're going to go with actual uh, Premiere. Plus, I'm actually in pretty high mythic right now. I'm at 585, so uh, let's let's see let's if we can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I, ideally not. I'd, I'd like to keep climbing. Uh, I don't think really I have the time this month. I mean, I'm so behind on grading. The stack of papers on my desk is massive. Uh, but let's, uh, let's fire this draft. Now,
1: at I this will point, say... Usually, when we've done our live drafts in the past, they have been the literal first draft Ben and I have done in the format. We got some feedback that that wasn't quite so useful if you're coming back to watch it in the future because we tend to make some pretty egregious picks in the very early parts of the format, as everybody does. And so it can be kind of annoying to watch uh, if you're coming back to it from the future. But uh, so this time we're doing it a little bit later in the season. We've had some time to get some drafts under our belt. We should have a decent understanding of what's going on in the format at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. I went pretty deep on the open too, uh, which was sealed, but I did a lot of prepping by drafting. So I think I've got this format pretty nailed. I, I know a lot of the good stuff to be doing. And I am starting to see uh, there's a bit of a meta shift happening where uh, we're starting to react to these hyper assertive red, white, uh, red, red. Uh, b- blue red beatdown decks uh, and even these strong blue white artifact decks some of which can operate on a different almost a vector that the other decks can't really interact with a flipped master's guide mural i had a really strong red green dinos deck and i just couldn't punch through this blue white artifacts deck which is really strange you probably shouldn't be that hard <laughs> honestly <laughs> uh, we opened a jade light Spelunker. that's the x and a green one one when an ETVs that explores X times, there's also a market gnome. There's also a Sahili's Lattice, uh, an Akawali, which I don't actually think I've even cast. Haven't loved the uh, black green stuff. There's a Goblin Tomb Raider that sticks out to me. I like Waylaying Pirates. There's an Unlucky Drop, which usually goes late. Death Cat Marionette is a great enabler for the uh, the self mill vector. Some junk in here, a Sorcerer's Spyglass, Disturbed Slumber, Runaway Boulder. There's a Cycling Dino in black. Okay, so we have some distinct vectors here. The Jade Light Spelunker, I think, is the strongest card in the pack. It just does more than yeah. anything else here. It can draw you a bunch of lands, or it's just sort of like a 5-mana 4-4-ish. Four, uh, Sahelia's Lattice is strong, and Market Gnome is strong, but I think the Spelunker is the pick here. I personally yeah. gravitate towards the red-white stuff uh, and, and the, the blue-red stuff. I don't love this pack, but I think the Spelunker is the best card. Okay, we've got an Earthshaker Dreadmaw passed to us. A Malamut Warscribe that's the one that uh, casts, a, not, not an overrun, an uh, inspiring charge when it enters the battlefield. A Helping Hand, which I haven't loved too much. A lot of solid white stuff in here. There is that Earthshaker Dreadmaw in green. Only the green card in the pack is a Cavern Stomper. Some kind of junky white cards. Envoy of How Otha Clan Landmark. There's a Petrify, which is actually pretty good. We're seeing a lot of white coming, but this is only pick two. I like Itali's Favor a lot. Yep. Unlucky drop. Mm, I- I'm okay with pivoting off of our Spelunker here. I think Petrify is the best card in the pack. Italia's Favor is up there, though, and putting that mm. on a big Jade Light Spelunker is strong. Uh, white is definitely flowing. This might put a p- couple people to our left into white, though. I think yeah. it's between the Petrify and the Favor. I don't know. Favor is just so good. I think Favor pairs better with our
1: Spelunker, though it's like uh, Petrify is just good in anything you can cast it in. There's also a Hidden Volcano here. Maybe we can wheel that. Uh, mm-hmm. I like taking the favor here.
0: Yeah, let's go with the favor. Oh, well, one one good favor demands another good favor in return, right? Uh, there's another one here. There's an Oaken and Siren and a Hermetic Nautilus, both great cards in the uh, Assertive Blue-Red Artifacts deck. So I like seeing those come around. Didact Echoes, not so much. <laughs> Poor zoyoa Lava Tongue. This thing is just... I mean, red, black has just got awful stats right now. We don't seem to be going so big as we want to tendril the Myco Tyrant. I I, I think we just take the other other favor, but we can still look at what's in the pack. I actually like Captivating Cave. Uh, If you think of this as ignore all the stuff about the mana, this is a colorless land that taps sacks for four mana. You put two counters on a creature. In a format dominated by cheap flyers, this is actually really strong. Yeah, that's true. We haven't actually seen any of those cheap flyers that I love so much, though. I think I'm just going to take another favor. Kind of keeps Yeah, I like saying open here. None of the green cards are really
1: speaking to me. The Tendril of Micro Tyrant's really good, but we we kind of need to build around it. And so taking the second
0: favor seems reasonable to me here. There's a Sinuous Benthosaur. It's got Ben in the name. It's calling to me. Uh, and the Caves are wheeling. There's some solid green cards here. Watley's well, Final Strike. I actually really like Pathfinding axe Draw. That being said, there's a volatile Wanderglyph, and this just pairs so well with the favor. Uh, The the way the sequence works out is you play the Wanderglyph on two. They leave back like a 2-2 or something to block it. You put favor on it, and then you get to cascade into something else, attack with the Wanderglyph, and then solidify your hand. I'd like to be in red. Red is the best color in the set by far, and I I think just taking the Wanderglyph here early helps cut us off uh, so that the other direction... Uh, we should get some good red cards. We haven't passed any good red cards, so I expect to get some red cards coming in pack two. Uh, and this again kind of leaves us open.
1: Yeah, the only other option here in red is Idol <laughs> of the Deep King, and then uh, we've got a few of those green cards, like you said, the nursery and the, the axe draw there. But uh, taking mm-hmm. the wander
0: glyph, oh man, there's a cave in the caves deck is calling to me. I don't feel good enough at drafting the caves deck to want to do it as our. You know, our, our our big live draft. There's a Sunfire Torch here. This pairs really well with the Wanderglyph. Uh, just a one mana equipped for one attack deal too. This can be good in the early aggro matchups where you're trying to like snipe someone, of the, some of your opponent's cheap flyers. I like seeing these final strikes come around. These you can sometimes wheel. Uh, we're not locked in green with the Spelunker, but it's a strong card. It'd be nice to play red green. Maybe open like some good Dino stuff. I think the torch is still... Fine here. I mean, there's like an Uchbin buck, Mephitic draft, Tithing blade. I don't want to draft red, black though. If we've wanted to, I think Tithing blade would be the best value here, but let's just take the torch. All right. I was afraid this would happen. No, uh, no re- red cards in this pack that were interested in tectonic hazard is sideboard at best, mm-hmm. but there is a river river Herald scout. There's a, a could exemplar here. Maybe if we'd gone into white, would we be taking that? And there's another helping hand, Funny, there's a rare Deep Root pilgrimage. Whenever a non-token Merfolk becomes tapped, make a 1-1 hexproofer. Uh, I, I think River Herald Scout is the only really good card yeah. in this pack we'd consider playing, and red-blue is the best thing in the format to do. So, Yeah, seems sweet. Would you look at that? Lots of black and green cards here. Nothing in red or white whatsoever. Mm-hmm. All right, well, if we're being, if we're being you know... Vectored into caves and a or some kind of graveyard thing. I think I want to take a green card here. Then I, I, I think we can maybe pivot ourselves back into green. Staggering size actually is is really strong, especially with our wander glyph. Our uh, well, our, our spelunker making a giant creature and giving it trample's way to end a game. Pick up that sure. staggering size. Some relatively unexciting stuff here. An exempl- explorer's cache. This works really well with stuff with explore. Uh, doesn't pair super well with any vector stuff we've got going on here. I mean, I actually don't mind having an idol, the Deep King. You can Itali's favor into it, so it's sort of like a free deal too. Um, yeah. And then it crafts into a creature later. I think that. Uh, the sure. uh, oh no, that's the equipment one. Yeah, yeah, the equipment, but it's fine. Oh well, we we this the Healy's lattice. The that's good. There's also an unlucky drop here. We're not really decided on whether we're playing a second color. I mean, if we open like a white bomb in the next pack, we would just take it. So yeah. I think yeah, we I like can kind just of take the lattice. red and staying open here. Yeah, we are very low on creatures. We only have three, and if we don't pick up creatures for these favors, then you know what we're even doing. That's true. That's true. That being said, here we'll just take the volcano. I like having a, a couple of these cracklands in, in these. Oh, uh, there's a cave, basking capybara. Uh we are Bar is a two-drop creature. Creatures, yeah. We're, yeah. we're getting to the point where I'm like getting a little concerned about our creature count, and we well, may end up it's in red. Pack green. one, pick twelve. Like, I'm not too worried about it, but yeah. Ooh, this is tight. Staggering size versus hidden nursery. I think if we end up in green, I'd rather have the size. It's just a really good pump spell. But sure. again, it's a non-creature. All right, let's take a didact echo round up the pack here. Wow, Kutsil wield last pick.
1: Last yeah. pick, could seal. All
0: right, into pack two.
1: I kind of want to just see a red bomb, but uh, we <laughs> I mean, could I, pivot I, off of red. Not really off of red, but we could be in some kind of red green dinos, maybe splashing white for the Kutzil if mm-hmm. we feel that's necessary. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I don't mind playing like a three color deck, especially if you're splashing in this format. You can splash off um, some random lands and some at- random mana dorks. We could pick up like the uh, the frog. Oh, Island, get in here. All right, Bonehorn Jackasaur. No, it's a bringer Ooh. of the last gift. Uh, this is the one that casts living end, um, the eight mana, six, six flyer. When it, if you cast it in ATBs, you, uh, you get back everything from the graveyard for both you and your opponent, uh, and you sack everything on the board. Huge bomb, but uh, pretty far off vector for us. Nothing super exciting in red. There's another Sunfire Torch, and Ancestor's Aid, but we have plenty of combat yeah. tricks and a torch already. I think I like the Senote scout here. Hmm. If we're going to push into green, then we want to be green beat down these staggering sizes. Vector wise, these push us to be attacking and attacking early. And um, a one mana 2 2, that's good for that. There is a second River
1: Herald scout here. So if we did try to want to, like, if we expected to get blue on this this end of the pack, then maybe we make a push into blue. But we do already have. Yeah, we already have a few decent green cards um and oh. i think we'd spec too hard if we went blue so
0: i love that old tech cloud guard but um yeah it's gone now here's some action belligerent yearling and gold fury strider i like both of these a lot uh, both very strong beatdown cards they actually both already have trample so a little bit of a nonbow with italy's favor and staggering size funny enough italy's favor is not at its best in red green uh, because everything already has trample, yeah. and a lot of your stuff ends up being bigger, so discover three into it doesn't really work out the best. I mean, what do you discover into? Staggering size, uh, like I guess, um, hard to pass up the yearling though. Like another good two drop. Plus, we'll pick up yeah. some dinosaurs at some point. Uh, we're starting to move into red green here at this point. Panathalph the swarm might wheel. We might play a seeker of sunlight. Gold-free Strider sometimes wheels. People don't really realize how strong this card is. I think on power level, Strider and Yearling are about the same. Yearling will push us in a bit more of a Dino Vector, though, so let's try to pick up some Dinosaurs. Hey, I mean, there's one. Uh, there's an Armored kin Kincaller. Two of those bitter triumphs going around, but we're not anywhere close to playing black. Uh, I do think the black-green deck is a little open, I mean, we're seeing Bitter Triumph here and in the last pack as well, but I think we can just take a Kin Caller here. This deck needs to be able to stabilize against the most hyper-aggressive starts in order to go that one level above it. Uh, and Kin is a big part of that. A red-green deck that doesn't have Kin Callers is in danger of just getting run over based on the pure beatdown of, of, of a red-white opponent. But the Kin yeah. Caller, that gaining three life, is huge. It helps you establish that board presence with a bit of a life total buffer so that you can maybe take one more hit that you couldn't have taken otherwise. Um, Pairs well with the favors too. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. I love Master's Guide Mural. That's sad. All right. I- I've been seeing some people singing the praises of Mineshaft Spider. Uh, we're pretty far away from the self-mill vector. I think... There's man, a Burning Sun Cavalry
1: Mural. in the deck, in the pack, which is I've seen be decent in some of the like more low-to-the-ground aggressive red decks, but... I don't know that it's necessarily a great fit here. It doesn't. It is nice to have the extra two drop,
0: but yeah, we are trying to be dinos. I mean, like, what else are we taking? Someone did take the uh, Earthshaker Dreadmall out of that first pack, so we may That's be true. fighting over dinosaurs with someone else. So red green, I, I, maybe it ends up being cut. I do think it's the pick here. Man, Master's Guide mural is just such a better card. I think we just take the Burning Suns Cavalry though, and just try to pick up some more dinosaurs. All right, here's here's something. Here's another Armored Kin Collar. And it's one of the best cards in the pack, too. There's an Iron Paul Aspirant. Pairs really well with the one-drop Flyers. Or just mm-hmm. any one-drop. Love Cogwork Wrestler, but Blue's being... That's the
1: second we've strange. seen. And we did also see another Siren, the the Oaken Siren, in this uh, pack two here. So it does feel mm-hmm. like Blue is, is coming our way a little bit. I, I maybe would have liked to pivot off of Green, but we are just too so deep dry. at this point.
0: I mean, I, you can't really take a Cogwork Wrestler over, like it's good, but we don't have anything along the artifact vector. No, that's true. You're right. It also doesn't pair really well with the favors we have. Whereas kin caller, when you favorite into a kin yeah. caller and you've dino that's, play, that's, yeah, that's definitely good. This one's a bit of a whiff. There's a petrify, uh, which I don't love the idea of splashing for. We don't have a lot of treasure makers or anything. There's an ancestors, a, but we already have the staggering sizes. think I might actually just take a captivating cave here. Maybe we yeah. end up splashing the could seal it does pair pretty well with the Itali's Favor. I mean, it's along the vector of wanting to pump your stuff, have it have its uh, well, non-base power and toughness. You can discover it off the favors, too. No, that, yeah, that's true. Actually, that, that, uh, that basically just splashes it for us, right? Yeah. I, I do actually like cave in these types of decks, um, especially with a lot of tramplers. You can just put some counters on and smack for lethal. Really this one's a bit of a whiff. There have been a lot of helping hands going around. I think these packs have broken kind of awkwardly for us. A lot of helping hands going around. A gargantuan leech is far away from our vector. We're not interested in Cosmium Blast or these black cards. Yeah, I could take a walk with the ancestors. Maybe another yeah. idol of the Deep King. I feel like we would want the
1: first walk over the second uh, idol. The, yeah. the idol's not doing it. Like We're not really looking to flip it.
0: oh wow okay oh wow all right here's some action another kin caller and you really can't play too many of these they just get better in multiples another favor and a malamut battle glyph we are really low on removal i think we got to take the glyph
1: yeah it does feel bad that we passed up on all those uh wathley's uh strikes the the fight spells or the the bite spells but we passed on
0: maybe two or three of those which is unfortunate that's true yeah uh, well, we got another Spitfire or Sunfire Torch here. We can just take that. I mean, the, the Sunfire Torches that they are kind of like removal that just work with attacking. Another staggering size. I think we can take the Altasaur here. Good to have a Dino stuck in your hand for the Armored Kin Collar and has four power to buff the Yearling. Plus, you can uh, ooh a, sun it's a good way to close standard. out games on a on a board stall too. All right, look. I'm going to tell you right now, if we open Gishath in pack three, I'm taking it. And I'm, I'm, if we open a Gishath, uh, if we have a Gishath in deck, we want a Sunbird standard. It just helps. Sure. And do it. Uh, all right. I'll take the Minecraft we spider. The spider. Tectonic hazard. This is best of one, but uh, take the hazard anyway. I'll take another walk over another hazard. All right. Gishath. No, so but lucky. we did. Ooh, get its kin. All right. We got its kinth. <laughs> There's an abrade too. Oh, oh man, that's tough. We have to take the Itzkinth here though, right? We do. It's, I mean, this is peak vector theory, right? This is just a, a two drop hasty dyno. You could always just slap an Itali's favor on it and go to town. But th- this thing is obviously just directly what we're trying to do.
1: There is also a blademaster and an axe draw on this pack, which I wouldn't mind wheeling either of. We're not going to get the abrade back, but if we can no.
0: maybe find the axe draw on the wheel, that would be nice. We didn't even mention our rare. It's a get lost. I actually really like get lost. I think people just don't know how to use it. This is a card that's at its best when your opponent has no creatures. So you want to have a ton of removal spells in your deck or a ton of ways to control the board. Maybe even a wrath like black, white can use it. Oh, <laughs> the schooner. I love the schooner. We have is no busted. way of playing the schooner. There's also a water right. scout blue is feeling really good in this pack. I mean, getting past the schooner. That's a clear sign. You yeah. Waterwind scout.
1: Honestly, I, I might Can't just wait, take wait. it for the gems. Like, Can we splash it? Is it worth splashing?
0: Can we splash the schooner? We don't have to play white. You can Italian's favor into it. That's pretty sick. Uh, schooner is a super busted magic card. It's basically smugglers copter, but in blue, uh, like We're what not card am giving I giving up? Anything? This? That's what I'm saying. Like no, I think you actually do take this. The not schooner a here. single. All right, I'll take the schooner. It probably doesn't make the deck, but like, wow, a starving revenant. So blue and black, and there's a waterlogged hulk. All right, blue and black, just dumping your whole library into the graveyard seems to be open. Where's but we've got stompers. a cavern stomper. Yeah, I think we could just slam this. The red green deck. It does like having a way to just go fully over the top and just. I mean, in the case of the stomper, activate its ability and literally go over the top of all their one and two mana stuff. Yeah, there
1: is also a Hotfoot Gnome in that pack, and I, I like that card, but much more so in the red-blue decks than the mm-hmm. red-green ones. We do have a Sunshot Militia in this pack, and I think that
0: card's just good in every red deck. I can cast it. Maybe not. Yeah, it, it hasn't been at its best in red-green, where you're not pumping out tons of artifacts. In red-white right. with something like Tinkerer's Tote, uh, then the Sunshot Militia just pops off. I mean, I've dealt five damage to my opponent with this in one turn. Sure, Actually, with the god... Um, Oger Exani, whatever the Red God is, the Red God says that um, when you would deal non-combat damage to an opponent, you deal it equal to its power instead. So Oof. that meant each of these pings does four. Uh, there's a there's a Nikanzil in here. I don't think we're playing that.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: It'skinth number wow. two
1: off the wheel,
0: or well, not a not a wheel yet, but pick uh, five, pick five itskinth. Man, who took that that dread mall in pack one? We we deserve that dreadmall. Yeah. Uh, but this is why you play dinos, right? You just get the pick five Itzkinth. Uh armored kin caller in this pack two. We could probably wield that. Uh maybe a seeker of sunlight. I don't know. It doesn't really matter what we will pass this. We're we're slamming the itzkinth and then hopefully getting back the sun uh kin caller. What's our dino count
1: at? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we just got past it's the third Itzkinth. First, it's Second, it's third. <laughs> oh my goodness! For those who can't that see the screen, so if you're funny. listening
1: and you can't watch, we got a third itskinth back to back, and now we're picking up a nurturing bristleback, which is just the a phenomenal card in, in green. Flow. Just absolutely. Oh good. man,
0: uh, three itskins. Look, it felt like our colors might not have been right at some points in this draft. But look, the packs just break weird. Sometimes sometimes you just got to trust the draft. And I mean, now there's not a single red card in the pack. There's a Malamet veteran, which I guess we can take. I mean, buried treasure. Are we trying to cascade into our five drops? Not really. I'll just this take would be the veteran, a we're pick not for playing me. <laughs> I just take like an uncommon or whatever. Just, for oh the yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Well, we've got our wheel. We wheeled an Ancestor's Aid. I don't think we're playing the Blade, uh, the blade Master. No. I mean, we're, we're, we're at 32 cards right now. We're going to be making cuts. And I, I hate to say it, but I don't think the Schooner's making it in. No, probably not at this point. I mean, with triple Itzkint, it just doesn't matter. <laughs> not with the Scout either. Oh, and actually, cascading into Itzkint is kind of funny. If if you are able to do that, you want to cast Italia's Favor on turn five, leaving up the two mana for the Itzkint so that when it ETBs, you can still play uh, and pay it nothing really going on here we'll take an idol. i mean our creature count is is very solid at this point we're well above creature and spells we'll take another minecraft spider i guess it's good Probably not the, the
1: spider is like a good hedge against some of the like more aggressive blue white flyers decks which that's true our are, deck like, struggle spider just kind of shuts that. them off like spider is yeah, really three, four, hard for reach those decks huge. to deal with uh
0: all right we're kind of in the dredges now just going to take some random stuff Start looking at cuts. Uh, The copy bar is very off vector. Ooh. Seeker or malamut Brawler. Neither of these might make the deck. Brawlers just kind of like a worse Itzkenf. Yeah, I don't think we need it. We have plenty of two drops now. Wow, really late River Herald Scout with only two cards left. I mean, not letting someone get that last pick. It's embarrassing. (laughs) I love River Herald Scout. One of the best two drops in blue. All right. Uh, Yeah,
1: so I think at this point we are probably looking to cut any off color cards so we probably cut blue we cut white we probably yeah. cut the sunbird and that leaves us needing five cuts still
0: <laughs> yeah we, we I think are we can, pretty
1: heavy on creatures so we could probably cut a few of them
0: we can cut a few of them and we got to be careful that our creature count stays high though because sunfire torch and it favor these right. uh, actually the two staggering size as well even the the um, the battle glyph These all only work with creatures in play. I think we cut the walk for ancestors, uh, walk with the ancestors. That's not really doing anything for us. Sure. I could also see cutting one of the idols. Yeah. Our removal suite is not the best. Although Sunfire Torch does kind of just what the idol does, but, but a little more efficiently. Yeah. I think we can cut one of the idols as well. I think we can afford to cut a couple creatures here. I think this is a 17 lander. Ah, well, we have, a, we have a nurturing bristle back to cycle, but this deck doesn't want to cycle. Yeah. We have a Saheli's Lattice. Yeah, we have ways to use our excess lands. We have a Lattice to flip. We have one idol to flip. We have a Jade Light Spelunker as a Mana Sink. These Itzkints can be two drops or four drops. Right. So that kind of incentivizes us to hit our lands. All right, this is a 17 lander. And the bristleback is just there against uh, as like extra insurance. Um, so I think we can safely cut one or two creatures. Hmm. Let's take a look at our two drops here. I, I like to look at what we have in our early slots. We have no one drop creatures. Oh, actually, we have the cenote scout. Um, that that'll stay in for sure. That's a nice one. So we've got a belligerent yearling, a burning suns cavalry, which actually is going to be. I remember this is a disappointing pick, but we kind of got paid yeah, off We have all dinos. Yeah. Lattice is going to be great in this deck because we have so many dinosaurs. You could just loot away something like a nurturing bristleback. <laughs> and uh, you can actually craft away multiple dinosaurs with the Lattice. So I, I one time had this thing be a 15 4 because I just crafted away three dinosaurs and it has yeah. all their power. Uh, Pretty great for uh, early trades too. Some, some, yeah. Sunshot Militia looking a little lackluster in this deck. Sunshine Malicious gotta go. It's it's suspect in this deck. Unfortunately, it's very off vector.
1: That's like, yeah, I was just about to say that's a clear so like for the listener, if you're you're trying to figure out where you're making cuts, that's a card that's a perfect example of just ask yourself when is this at its best? It's not here. And not if here. you're looking at vector vector theory, right, like that card wants to have your board go wide with artifacts and or creatures we're not doing that we're not going wide in any capacity we aren't generating artifacts it's a one three so it's not applying pressure just outside of being a two drop
0: that it doesn't have anything that really lines up with this deck mm-hmm. yeah we're, we're going tall as it gets here trying to i guess you could kind of use vector theory to ask yourself well what does this deck look like when it wins the game i think what this deck looks like is you're swinging with three or four chunky creatures they're about to take lethal anyway. They're forced to chump, and then you cast a staggering size, or you use a sunfire torch to uh, snipe their one good blocker. You use an Itali's favor to give a five-five trample, or something like that. Uh, maybe you get the occasional panicked altasaur win where there's a board stall and this thing just kind of pings them down. Altasaur is solid. Actually, having the altasaur, this thing has could reach as well. A spider, yeah, exactly. The I think we want to maximize our dino count for the itskints and uh, the lattice. The Burning Suns Cavalry WanderGlyph is staying in, so we have three Itzkins. Man, that is nuts! So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight solid creatures to play on turn two or sooner. I like that. Too bad we didn't get more kin callers. I went to mind that another one could have played one more over a spider. Mm. We are kind Spelunker of. The Lunker is to one race. of those cards
1: that is interesting too, because it's like. Not actually doing anything to help our vector directly, but it is
0: just good in every vector. Yeah, this is one of those generically strong cards. It doesn't ask anything of you. When is this card at its best? When you when cast you have it for ten million X mana to spend. something. <laughs> That's true. It actually does incentivize you know a longer game, like tapping out for X equals ten is better than X equals two, right? Um, sure. As all X spells, I guess, are incentivized that way, but this one's costed efficiently enough that we're never cutting it. Uh, let's look at our top end. Cavern Stomper, Bristleback. Yeah, Cavern Stomper is the 6 mana 7 7 ETB Scry 2. I like that thing. Bristleback is the Cycler. The 7 mana 5 5 ETB make a 3 3. I like both of these. The Althasaur, and I put the Spelunker up here at the top end too. Uh, we need one cut. We've got 15 creatures. I don't think I want to go to 14 ever. So I think it's got to be a non creature spell we cut here. Yeah.
1: And I definitely don't think we go down to 16.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. You know, kinths are going to be our removal most of the time. I could see cutting the idol. It's just not very efficient. We're <laughs> off the artifact vector pretty much entirely. It's yeah. good to cascade into, but like... So is just- itskinth. Yeah, you can just cascade in an Itskinth. It is a little awkward if you uh, already have an Iskinth out and you cascade into another one. Well that's, that's that kind of The
1: legend the legend aspect of Itskinth is is a downside, but I still think it's
0: better than idle. Oh yeah, we're, we're never cutting in an Itskinth. So all right, that's our deck. Uh let's run it up from uh f- from the bottom. We've got two Sunfire Torches, a Senate Scout, a Malenet Battle Glyph. all of our one drops there. Uh Belligerent Yearling, Burning Suns cavalry. Volatile Wanderglyph, Malamet Brawler, and three itskints as our two-drop creatures. We've got some uh, some tricks going on at the twos. We've got two staggering size to give three three and trample. A Saheli's Lattice, which is nice in these red green decks. Sometimes you just draw too many lands and you need a way to like sink some mana, get rid of one late game. This is exactly what this deck wants. I don't think it's a uh, an accident that Saheli's Lattice crafts with dinosaurs. Yeah, I think this is designed for this deck where you don't want to risk that flood out. And you might have some dinos that traded off, laying around in the graveyard. Three drops. We've got two armored kin callers and then two Itali's favors. These do work best with other three drops, right? It, like you prefer to hit a three drop off of Itali's favor. But if you put Itali's favor on a two drop and then hit another two drop, that's fine. If you hit like a sunfire torch, that's fine. A mount of battle glyph, that's fine. A kin collar would be an ideal hit off the favor though. One Mineshaft Spider, kind of hedging our bets against the uh, the good flying decks in this format. Same with Panicked Althosaur. Uh We've got a Jade Light Spelunker hanging up here in the 5-drop slot, although it's an X spell so it could go anywhere. A Cavern Stomper and a Nurturing Bristleback at the top end. Mana-wise, we picked up the one Hidden Volcano uh, and one Captivating Cave is sort of like Flexible Lands. And I like what it gave us here. Uh, seven Mountains, eight Forests, so... Eight red sources, eight green sources, and then a captivating cave, which is mainly worth the inclusion just because of that one one counters clause. I actually really like that with all these trampling creatures and the staggering size to give trample, we can just, you know, flatten over our opponent. Yeah, it's unfortunate Back. you can
1: only activate that as a sorcery because like it would be really fun to <laughs> do that late game where like you top deck an Itskinth and then you play oh, it with the ability on the stack gross. and tap it to give it the counters and then pay the two or whatever. I
0: guess you'd need uh, eight mana for yeah. that. We could get tricky. I mean, you could staggering size in response to an Itskin trigger. That That's true. Be something. That's true. Yeah. Or um, sometimes with Itskins, I forget that you can look at other dinosaurs. Like if you top deck an Itskin with a nurturing bristleback in play or a cavern stomper, you just get to snipe something for five, seven. Oh, man. it is target dinosaur. Yeah, I always, I always thought it was Itzkin that did it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no that that just wouldn't be good enough. Uh, this has to be a, a, a little bit more upgraded than that. This is a what, what did you think this was? Some mere flame tongue kavu? <laughs> yeah, that's a draft.
1: All right, on to our listener question of the week. This week, our question comes from Spurlo in the Discord. If you want to have your question answered on the show, jump into the Discord, check out the listener questions channel. But this week, Spurlo asks, "What impact do you feel content creators sharing their opinions on a set has on the amount of the set?" On the amount that the set is drafted,
0: it's a good
1: question. Uh, I feel like we have little to no influence,
0: <laughs> personally. Um, we're talking about we're influencers now. No, no, no. Kinda. We're content creators. <laughs> Different.
1: Um, yeah, that's uh, true. I would say though that I I expect that Marshall and LSV and Sam Black and the Lords of Limited guys, like the bigger podcasts that are that are putting out content, the bigger YouTubers that are putting out limited content. Um, are probably influencing people, maybe, I don't know if they're necessarily influencing people to draft a set less directly. I'll circle back to that in a minute, but I don't think they're directly influencing people to draft a set more or less, but I think they are influencing what people draft and how they draft it, which is, I, mm. you know, functionally why you would listen to content anyways. Like, how do I get better at drafting this format? Yeah. Um, that said, I think people will indirectly influence whether a set is drafted more or less based on how much they enjoy it or by solving the set too early and getting that like propagated out very quickly, you know, with the amount of content that gets created these days, everybody pretty much knows what's going on with the set within the first two weeks. And then the set gets really boring really fast after that, unless it's something like Zendikar rising where a new random deck pops up in the middle of the format. And then like people kind of get reinvigorated and have something more to do. Um, kind of why we took a look at the doing the bounty boards because that gives us something to do later on in the format when we're done experimenting and figuring out like what actually works we can just toy around with trying to get these little achievements um, so I think people indirectly content creators indirectly uh, influence how much a set is drafted some content creators probably explicitly or directly influence more than others whether a set is drafted but um, just by saying hey don't draft this set it's bad but I don't yeah. know. I feel like a lot of whether or not a set is good or bad can be subjective and depends on what you enjoy. So that also plays a factor there too. What do you think, Ben?
0: Yeah, I agree. If a set can be drafted, a lot of us, you know, limited grinder content creator types, we're going to draft it, right? It takes a really bad set for us to be like, nah, I'm I'm good. And even then we'll find something else to do. So I also think that we're driven by the fact that we love drafting and playing limited and playing magic. So uh, if a set is like maybe not the best ever, like LCI, let's be honest, it's not the best ever. It's fine. It's it's fine. Uh, I'm not going to come out here with an overly vitriolic take and be like, no one should draft this what do you think I want the discord to die? (laughs) Like I want people talking about this set. If you did something cool, like Zach said, like the bounty boards, uh, we want to hear about it. Um, because we're, we're willing to admit that like, we're not immediate experts on every format ever. There's probably tons of cool stuff left to do in LCI that we haven't even seen yet. So even if we were to come out with a strong opinion one way or another, I almost hope you'd ignore us. And, and, and just keep doing what makes you happy and limited, whether that's drafting this set. If this is your favorite set of all time, then, you know, ignore what I just said about not loving it that much. I, I like it. We just drafted a dinosaur's deck. <laughs> like, I'm not complaining about that. There's three copies of a legendary baby dinosaur. Sick. <laughs> like, um, that being said, yeah, definitely some of the bigger content creators, if they were to say this sucks, Look, there's some sheeple out there that'll just uh, kind of go along with that, but but not our listeners. Our listeners, uh, they're the real heads. They're, they're, they're trying to go deep, get those bounty packs. Yeah.
1: All right, on to a fairy tibble. This is our Roses and Thorns style segment where Ben and I share a high and a low from the past week. <laughs> ben, it's a, it was a big week. We had Marshall on the show last week, and then we went
0: into a big holiday in the U.S. So how was your week going? pretty good yeah it feels like it's been a bit since uh since our last show because it actually has we did have the whole holiday weekend uh we saw each other in person that doesn't happen all that often uh although as does happen literally every time one of us forgot our commander decks (laughs) i'm not gonna say who forgot their commander decks it was me (laughs) (laughs) this time it was me this time this time it was you it does tend to swap um but we actually played uh lci we played a pre-release uh we just bought two pre-release kits on black friday got some nice deals from a nirvana Games. shout out nirvana i love you all in south jersey great local game store and uh well uh let's just say my my deck was a bit bigger than zach's
1: (laughs) yeah no that's true it was uh Uh, what were you playing 60 mm -hmm. cards (laughs)
0: I was actually playing 60 cards. Yeah, uh, five, five, maybe six color caves. I don't know. I lost track after the fourth one, the fourth color that I jammed in there. Uh, you still there did two on me. Did I? No, I, I yeah, feel like did. I lost. I feel like we finished like two, two. Did, didn't didn't uh, I, I scoop one within games. like... Didn't I scoop one within like a turn and just like re it? Oh, you did, yeah, it? that's right.
1: Yeah, because yeah. I, I, went, I went like one drop flyer with lifelink into Sunfire Torch <sighs>
0: into at tolly's favor <laughs> it was just like yeah oh yeah you, ha- you had like yeah. a like a five four Voltron on turn deck. three and i just had not a single kill spell in my top 30 cards yeah. uh yeah fun deck though i i think i think i achieved a bounty even i believe i flipped a grim captain you did flip
1: well did you though i mean i don't think there's any proof <laughs> that you did
0: supposedly photo evidence is out there but uh the, the sources are still debating um anywho that was a good time. Uh, been having some, uh, uh, I guess, some some rough luck with Vintage Cube. I've been playing in some of these 64-player Vintage Cube challenges. As people who have been following my Vintage Cube escapades in Discord know, I'm very good at going to one. Unfortunately. That doesn't actually get you anywhere in a (laughs) 64-player single-a-limb tournament. You need to go 3-0 to make the second draft, and then you're in top eight, and then you get to go from there, and then you get prizes, and it it buys you back into the next one. But if you go 2-1, it doesn't really get you uh, anything at all. So I've had some sick decks. I played like a lands tinker deck. Uh, I played a really, really nice like blue white Chion's deck with Time Walk, two Moxen, uh, hmm. a bunch of counter spells, and then a bunch of red, uh, a bunch of white beatdown cards like Adeline and Cathar, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, Jace the Mind Sculptor was in that deck. That was a sweet one. I came really close to making top eight, but I died to a Reanimator deck on turn two. And you know that's Vintage Cube for you. I'll probably fire another one tonight. You know it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, in my Tybalt section. I feel like my competitive streak has has hit a bit of a wall. Um, it's the about RCQ, time. Come, <laughs> well, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I I kind of uh, failed out of the open over the weekend. There was an arena open. But a lot of good stuff in Discord about it. Uh, I had not one but two different decks where I lost the winning in uh, to mm. day two, and that that was rough. Especially because they were both very good decks, and I feel like I played well but just didn't get there. And, you know, that's what happens sometimes. Uh, I have an RCQ coming up next week for Modern. I feel as though my uh, Griefblade deck is about to get banned out from under me if bans fall on Monday and end up hitting Grief. I'm hoping they hit Fury instead, because let's be honest, we all know it's Fury's problem. Uh, But I'm actually very curious to see where the the bans go. If you have bans, listener, uh, any ban predictions, let us know in Discord. I'd love to talk a little bit of Constructed if, if the limited heads will allow us. Yeah, there's and, that uh, like
1: little constructed subsection of the Discord you can
0: stay yeah, over there. <laughs> yeah, we can chat about that. Um, anyway, uh, what's been up with you?
1: Um, well, it's Spotify wrapped week, and so my tables right. and revolve around that. The creator wrapped was pretty cool. We had a lot of interesting information, lots of growth on the podcast this year that I think is not always so easy to notice hmm. when it happens more steadily than like overnight. And so it was pretty it was actually quite nice to see some of the the like listener metrics and, and some of that stuff like a lot of you listening just found us this year. And that's really awesome. Um, yeah. We've been doing this for like almost four years now and pretty cool that people are still finding the show uh, this far into it and enjoying it. Um, we had, I think, sixteen people who DraftChaff was their number one podcast, which is just phenomenal. We never thought we'd have sixteen best. listeners, let alone that sixteen people <laughs> would have it as their top podcast. So, and for the record, I, I'm not one of them. I don't listen to our show. So,
0: <laughs> I, I will sometimes go back and listen to hear a lot of your good edits. Um, like on the last week, you you edited it so that Marshall was like, "Oh yeah, you got what was it? You made him say." <laughs> I don't even remember anymore. I
1: I had him I think he was making a comment about whether or not you could pronounce uh di- I'm
0: not I'm not going to be able to say it. dino dino maton I don't know whatever it, it, it was. Dino funny. Yeah. yeah. Um
1: my tibble though is that my personal Spotify rap was a little disappointing. It was Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't like I kind of expected it because I have a favorite artist that I know is my favorite artist and I expected him to be at the top. And then like my top five songs were also just all his music. And mm-hmm. like, I listened to one of his songs 170 times in like one month.
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh, it's up so there. Like, I
1: don't know, but it was just like a little bland. One band made it into my top five that I was like, they're not a favorite of mine. I don't know how they made it into the top five, but they're like on my workout mix. So maybe that was it. Mm. I don't know. Uh, so it's just overall just a little bit bland and, and kind of just boring a little bit. But yeah, Spotify wrapped season is always fun. So. Well, that about does it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening. Do check out the discord if you haven't already. It's the best place to be to chat with us and the rest of the aficionado community. If you'd like to support the show directly, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash draft chaff pod or check out our, our merch at shop.draftchaff.com. We have updated all of our merch to use our new logo and branding and such. So check that out if that's something you are interested in. And uh, you can find us on social media on Twitter at Draft Pod, And we have a subreddit now as well, r slash pod. So if you're interested in checking that out, you can go over there as well. Thanks, folks. And we'll catch you next week.
0: I did want to add something to the whole Spotify wrapped. Uh, if you are one of those 16 people for whom draft chaff is your top listen podcast, I've got an arena code with your name on it. So just shoot me a DM or at me in discord. I will send that over to you ASAP. Uh, by this point, I assume we will already have been discoursing about this in the discord for a while because, uh, i know the moment we're done recording i'm putting my my wrapped in discord so people can talk about it but mine was also a bit disappointing Uh, i actually noticed some of my soundtrack listening got a a, maybe a little excessive Uh, i was listening to a bunch of soundtracks while grading and i guess i didn't realize quite how much i had them on repeat and here's something kind of funny my top artist this year i didn't even know who he was uh so (laughs) Uh, d- does the name ring a bell for you? Nicholas Britell? No, I don't think so. Well, turns out he's actually a very prolific composer. He's done a whole bunch of stuff. I, you know, had known a lot of his work without knowing a lot of big Oscar winning movies. Uh, hmm. but he did the Andor soundtrack and I ah. didn't realize that there was, I think a day when I left one of the songs from Andor on just repeat. And I think it eclipsed every other song I listened to this year, like that day alone. <laughs> Cause <laughs> I don't I don't know how else this could have happened.
1: Oh, he did the music for succession too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, that, that's <laughs> some talent right there. And some of my other ones were were as expected. I had Hosier up there, Boy Genius always. Uh, and, and some of my top songs were about what I expected too. But again, a little little disappointing. I, I think uh maybe next year I need to craft my But that's disingenuous I don't know I guess if it comes out boring maybe that just means we're boring people I don't know (laughs) well
1: that's I was like you can't blame Spotify rap for that that's just your listening habits and also maybe you forgetting to stop playing a song if that
0: (laughs) was also part of the problem yeah yeah I saw someone uh, say something along the lines on Twitter of like that's uh, my Spotify rap this year this is so accurate this is so me yeah, yeah, because <laughs> it's the <laughs> data for you. <laughs> yep. <laughs>